if you are receiving this, that's awesome. Oi! Yeah? I got a serious question. Yes? Does Hawaiians allow you to laugh loudly or just a low ha? Yo, bro, I'm stumped. Oh. Say, why don't monsters eat ghosts? I don't know. They taste like sheet. Say, why can't you hear a pterodactyl going to the bathroom? Oh, that's easy, because the pee is silent. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox. I'm Kyle Abair, a voice actor on board a podcasting spaceship traveling through your ear holes into the vast universe of the theater of your mind. Like Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage on LSD, but without going viral on TikTok. Because here we make our own kind of music and sing our own special song. Speaking of, let me introduce you to the Al Capella Symphony Orchestra. Heyo! seen this week's Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 5, skip to the next chapter on a Podcasting 2.0 app, because I'm going to do a shout-out that kind of acknowledges a slight spoiler. Go ahead. I'll wait. Oh, you're still here. Okay, cool. Steve Bloom. Zeb. He's in a cameo in this week's Mandalorian. Zeb, the character that he voiced in Star Wars Rebels, and whose design is based on artist Ralph McQuarrie's original concept of Chewbacca. Steve is an iconic veteran VO guy. You know, Spike from Cowboy Bebop. He's been Wolverine in numerous X-Men animated adventures in the 2000s. In some modern Transformers shows, he was Starscream. And now he's also a voice coach. So if you're interested in voice acting, he actually teaches voice classes at bloomvoxstudios.com. So check the link in the show notes. I don't know if I've told this story before on the podcast, but when we met, we were both guests at a con in Dallas. And uh, I was geeking out. I totally fanboyed. And I told him about my eventual move to L.A., and uh, which is where he was based then. And he was so kind and said, I'll be happy to uh, walk your demo into different studios. I'll introduce you to my agent. And he totally did that. When I first came out to L.A. to uh, apartment hunt, I got to go around town. He let me kind of tag along to all his sessions for the day. I met his agent, who's now my agent. He's just so cool and calm and laid back and smart and funny. And I ran into him last week at WonderCon. Before this episode came out, and when I saw Zeb appear on The Mandalorian, I immediately texted him, and he was very, very gracious. Now, full disclosure, I haven't seen much of Rebels. I saw, like, a couple episodes, but I, of course, support my voice acting brethren, so I thought it was so awesome when he got cast on that years ago. But now seeing him voicing the live-action version, I'm just a happy, happy guy. Just a happy, happy, happy guy. Or just a look at that happy... Oh, oh. And we have here, west of the Trinity River, and smelling ten times worse, you are on the air. Uh, hi, who's this? This is Angus. Angus? Yeah, not to be confused with Angus Young from ABCD. ACDC. Yep, you can remember just plain Angus, because I'm 100% beef. Been hitting the sauce there, huh, Angus? Nope, I've just been drinking. Ah. 
have a request. Oh, okay. So, uh, what can I do for you? Can you play What Do You Get a Wookiee for Christmas When He Already Owns a Coal? Angus, this is a podcast, man, not a radio station. Well, I heard you say chewing tobacco. Okay. He's my favorite character from Star Wars. Yeah. Speaking of warts, does this look infected to you? Okay, bye bye You can support this podcast with microtransactions in-app as you listen by using a Podcasting 2.0 app from newpodcastapps.com. You can send custom amounts and custom messages. Instead of Patreon or tiered support levels, you decide what value you've gotten from the content here, and you just give that value back. It's called Value for Value. This segment, we acknowledge the cats who spat sats. Hence the name Sat Cats. Sats are Satoshis, the smallest unit of Bitcoin, worth fractions of a penny. J. Will of Concepts gave 475 sats and says, Because I'm old, yeah! <laughs> are you a Gen Xer too, bro? And then he gave another 475 sats for saying, This pod is amazing, slash hilarious. Thank you, sir, or madam, uh, person. Got to cover all bases here. Bad Career Advice Chad boosted 6,620 sats and says, Hey, longtime listener, first-time booster. I really appreciate your frequent name pronunciation clarification. I will never forget the first and last time I called a Louisiana man Mr. Hebert and the intense Star Wars Christmas special level of shame. Keep up the amazing work. The Boostiverse needs more short-form comedy pods. Appreciate your kind words and the sats, Mr. Chad. Walter W. gave 475 sats and says 500 sats for nifty NFTs, brah. Yeah, I don't think NFTs are nifty. But yeah, you can reference the last episode. Dubravco gave 1,000 sats and says hoping to hear more from the Death Metal Leprechaun. Ah, yes. Death Metal Dan O'Hoolahan at your service. I'm tragically malicious. Okay. for me hat in your general direction. Dubravko. You know, since you're a death metal fan, uh, Dan. Hey. Shouldn't you say something a little more metal, like raise your fist or bang your head instead of tip your hat? Well, you see, I'm a leprechaun at me car. Your hat looks like Lemmy's from Motorhead. That's kind of cool. Hey, that it do. Just think of me as a fun-sized lollipop. Triple dipped in darkness. Oh, most deaf. Do you play any instruments, Dan? Just me trusty Irish bagpipes. I'll make you wish you were getting a root canal. Now that's metal. The question of the week. Who is your favorite film composer? Donkey gave 475 sats, says Angelo Badalamenti, Giorgio Moroder, and Daft Punk. Jay Moon gave 4,750 sats and says the movie score that gets me the most is from the Sicario movies, the ongoing droning sound during build-up to intense moments. Top WK1 gave 950 sats and said my top composer is Murray Gold, followed by John Williams and Hans Zimmer. Terraverse Co. says John Williams, Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer, and Klaus Bedelt. Hope I'm saying that right. I'm not familiar with that composer. Peter Smith says John Williams and Bear McCreary. Giant Nine says Hans Zimmer, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and Ennio Morricone. Justin Eden says Michael Giacchino, Henry Jackman, and Danny Elfman. Platinum White X and Nate's Modern Life both say John Williams. Lady Like You number three says, can I just say all of them? Brit Halas says Alan Menken. Lindsay Moose says Ramin Jawadi of Game of Thrones. He also did Pacific Rim. Love that one. Tim Can says John Williams. All the classics of his childhood, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman, and Harry Potter. Jack Cox says John Williams, Philip Glass, Abel Korzeniowski, Ennio Morricone, Johnny Greenwood, Alexander Duplat, Ludwig Göransson, who of course does The Mandalorian. 
and Pinot Donaggio. That sounds like a wine, uh, to name only a few. Allie McMahon says Howard Shore, Bear McCreary, Mark Mothersbaugh. Oh yeah, he did Rugrats and... He was a member of Devo. Jimmy Wise says Howard Shore. There are a few tracks from the Lord of the Rings soundtrack that I still have in my regular playlist rotation. No question. Scott Pilgrim is coming to Netflix as an anime. And the whole cast is returning. You got Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Chris Evans, Kieran Culkin, Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza, Brie Larson, Brandon Ralph, and everybody else. Now, in the past, we've seen disastrous results of anime being adapted to live action, but will this work in reverse? Star Wars on Disney Plus did this already with the anime and then Tales of the Jedi. So, what shows or movies do you think would be primed for the anime treatment? Boost your reply by hitting the boost button and customizing an amount to support this show in a podcasting 2.0 app from newpodcastapps.com or at Boombox on Twitter. There are two action franchises I have totally loved for the past decade, Mission Impossible and John Wick. Still got a ways to go for the next MI, but John Wick Chapter 4 is out It's making loads of cash at the box office, pleasing fans and critics alike, and I am in that bunch. It's also the longest of all John Wick movies. It's about three hours long. Is it worth that? I think so, but I love this stuff. The stunts deserve their own Oscar. I mean, there's a stunt in the latter half of the movie involving a staircase that is simultaneously awesome and hilarious. The inner workings of the whole assassin organization, that is just endlessly fascinating. It's really cool to see it unfold. Bill Skarsgård, great, subtle lead villain here. Scott Atkins in a fat suit. It feels like a nice homage to Colin Farrell's Penguin. Donnie Yen, he just drips cool, man. And like in Rogue One, he's blind in this movie. But he's even more of a badass. But the fight scenes are long and elaborate, and I suppose for some it can become a little numbing, but if you weren't into John Wick before, this will definitely not change your mind. It's very comic booky. it's over-the-top, anime-style suspension of disbelief kind of vibe. The guns never run out of bullets. You know, characters get run over multiple times. Tis but a scratch. You know, falling from high-rise buildings. Ah! Ah, Barely an inconvenience. But again, this stuff is hysterically awesome. Now, at this point, I'm kind of worried there's not really much left in the tank to carry this into spinoff movies, but you never know. There's one called Ballerina that's already coming and a miniseries based on the Continental. But meanwhile, I would gladly revisit any of these four movies. Globe hopping with stunning cinematography, fight choreography, and direction. I strongly recommend you see this at the theater, on the biggest and loudest screen possible. You'll be glad you did. Stuntman turned director Chad Stahelski, who's worked on all these, and basically that's all on his directing resume, has a really impressive future project slate, including adapting Ghost of Tsushima into live action alongside a Highlander remake. So I already have a great reason to look forward to these, even without any cast announcements. From my top-secret underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada. You know, Ken, it's it's not very secret if you keep saying where it is. Just saying. Uh, I beg to differ, Claudia Schiffer. Oh, you watch Ted Lasso, too? Oh, vacuum seal your yap, lasshole. Conspiracy here with all the news you can't use. Page one. Volunteering for scientific experiments sounds like a scary affair. Whether it's being abducted by alien overlords who want to herd you like cattle... Or you're so blissfully free from the burden of intelligence that you're just gung-ho because, hey, science! Spending our hard-earned tax dollars on research sounds like a worthy cause, but that can be a mighty vague term. As in, say, 
research how long it takes to poop out Lego heads after you swallow them. But Ken, think of the children! They gotta measure any potential harmful effects on digestion, like blockages, etc., etc. But rest assured, citizens, everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Even when your turds are full of toys. Page 2. Recovered poop? Might as well throw in some pee. Fans can often push the boundaries of taste just to stir up a little press coverage. Melbourne, Australia's private function have now definitely earned their name, as their latest vinyl record comes in a limited gold pressing. Gold referring to what's actually inside of each disc. Urine. There's only 50 of these suckers out in the world, so happy hunting. And don't come crying to me if your turntable starts to smell like a men's room. Page 3. Elon Musk can be viewed as many things. A genius. A shrewd businessman. A dillweed who wants to charge you eight bucks a month to have a verified checkmark. A loose cannon trolling the interwebs. Crossbreeding controversy with more than just politics and tech. He's actually bred crotch monkeys with names that will ensure they grow to see Kill Bill vengeance for a god-tier level of bullying. Take Elon and singer Grimes' daughter, Exa Dark Sideria. They didn't last as a couple. Gee, I wonder why. But she did want to consolidate Exadark's name down to something more pronounceable and not sounding like a demon summoning ritual. She wanted the question mark symbol instead, but the government said, Nope. <laughs> Tough took us, sister. You don't have Prince's street cred. She now calls her youngling Y, as in the letter Y. Why? Because. That's why. And why stop there? Just rename the other kids. Where, who, what, and when. And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. Conspiracy here from my dump in Pahrump. Aw, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox is brought to you by the National Association of Professional Lozenge Suckers and Hockaloogie Hudson's House of Hiccups and Holy Harpsichords. Remember, kids, the immortal words of John Wick. Yeah. Till next time, doodles. Doodles.